I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Sources. Inside Sources, Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. And as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio. In fact, today we have to do it so fast, uh, we're going to be done in 30 minutes because we have BYU basketball coming up at the bottom of the hour. But we will do what we always do on this program. We're going to help you try to slow it down just a little bit. Help you divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and make the news make sense today. And today is Giving Tuesday, and I am just thrilled. My day got immensely better uh, when I found out our guest was available, Aaron Sharinian, uh, who is just Mr. Make It Happen. Uh, he is involved in so many things, I can't even begin to count them. Uh, but he is a difference maker uh, in so many different ways around the world. And uh, he was very instrumental, uh, part of that original group uh, with Giving Thursday uh, years ago. And uh, he agreed to join us from Washington, D.C. today. Aaron, thanks for joining us. Boyd, great to be with you, and hello to all your listeners. Wonderful. Well, uh, you were you were part of this from uh, from the beginning. Uh, on this show, we always talk about uh, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. And Giving Tuesday is one of those real opportunities we have uh, to do something that makes a difference. But give us the backstory. How did this all come about? The backstory is, I think, an example of how a posse, a people of uh, people who come together around an issue or that those three charges that you just outlined, you really want to do something, uh, who feels inspired around something, about how it can happen at scale. And a group of people starting with, and the, the list is long of the people who were instrumental at the, at the beginning, but a group of people including Henry Timms at the 92nd Street Y, Kathy Calvin at the UN Foundation, Marian Salzman, who was at Havas, a group of people came together and just decided, look, we give a lot of our energy and time to talk about shopping right after the season of thanks. What would happen if instead of doing a lot of our giving, which in the United States and around the world happens around New Year's, what if we pushed it up and did exactly what the merchants and the shopkeepers and the businesses, huge and small, are doing? And what if we started thinking about giving earlier? And what if we matched it to the season of thanks? And so that dialogue grew and came together. And what we started doing was asking people what they could do. And 
I'll, I'll tell you, some of our first conversations happened right there in Utah. One of our earliest conversations happened in a hotel in downtown Salt Lake City, where we asked people in one of the most generous states of the nation, what do you think about this? And the answer was a resounding, let's do it. Oh, love that. Uh, you, you wrote a great piece uh, on your, uh, your blog today uh, about a conversation you had uh, early on uh, with one of those cynical news people uh, down in San Francisco about uh, what are the odds that this uh, Giving Tuesday thing is really going to have any legs to it? Tell us about it. You know, I was in a, a big ballroom at a huge philanthropy conference, and a respected news uh, news journalist, uh, news uh, executive like you, stood up and said, with all due respect, kid, essentially that was his tone, <laughs> this is going to fail. There are already too many options out there. And again, what it reiterated for us was that, okay, maybe in the past, people had an expectation about what giving meant. But social media, and even more than social media, our new era where everyone feels that they are and must be an activist and can be a donor had changed all that. And this man told me, it's going to fail. It's going to flop. I'll see you next year. And the reality was giving uh, skyrocketed that first year. It's continued to grow every single year from the online giving we can track the day after we have Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Giving continues to surge around Giving Tuesday because we're doing what any parent or friend knows. If you put emphasis on something, people will put their energy into it. And then their credit cards and their bank accounts will follow, and they will give their emotions and their energy, which is just as important as their dollars, which also follow. Yeah, uh, absolutely love that. And uh, and obviously in the midst of a, of a pandemic, uh, we know one of the things that uh, has been a challenge is a lot of uh, the nonprofit organizations who, particularly between March and, and November, uh, struggled with donations and uh, kind of keeping their doors open in the midst of a pandemic. How are you seeing that play out as we uh, roll through uh, Giving Tuesday this year? My personal view is that Giving Tuesday this year it brings us back to the basics. And the basics are not whether or not I'll give, but how I can give and what I can offer. Mm. Because many of those charities, large and small, what they need is not just the dollar amount. They also need the voice. They need to share a voice. And that means people raising visibility about the issue. Some of those people that I'm seeing today on Giving Tuesday who are doing online fundraisers on their Facebook pages, they have no idea that maybe more influential than the a dollar amount they raise is the number of eyeballs, people, trusted people that get smart about an issue. And so during a, a pandemic year like this, I think it's really incumbent upon us whether or not our, our giving dollars feel stretched to give voice to some of these causes, just to say, I really care about refugees. I am really concerned about animal welfare. I care about the environment. I want to be part of the pandemic response or helping small businesses. Voicing that shows your gratitude and voicing that shows that you have trust in those institutions. And that's just mm-hmm. as important as the dollars right now. And it's what's going to carry us into 2021. It's more than a transaction. It's really about trust. Uh, the, the, the trust factor. I'm so glad you raised that because I do think that's one of the critical things that uh, has been strained uh, during the pandemic. And so showing that, uh, having that voice, uh, giving voice to those causes, making sure that people understand, hey, this is an, an institution, an organization, again, large or small, local, <clears throat> national or international, uh, that I trust uh, that's doing good things and, and truly making a difference. Uh, if you're just joining us, we've got Aaron Sherinian on the line, and uh, we're talking about Giving Tuesday. 
And I, I want to hit one last thing real quick, uh, if we can, Aaron, and that is with the, the younger people. Uh, I know the younger generations uh, take a hit. They're the all about me. It's about selfies. It's about all of that. Uh, but the technology and days like Giving Tuesday uh, often show that they are every bit as communitarian as uh, their peers and uh, and their parents in many cases. They're just doing it a little different. They are indeed. I mean, they were born as digitals, and they have been activists aware of global issues from day one. Mm -hmm. So these are people who are going to be saying to us, they're already saying to us online or around the dinner table, hey, where have you been on this issue? When I hear about inequality around the world or when I hear about uh, issues that are so important, like racial equality or like what happens with uh, women's economic empowerment or what's happening around the world just with misinformation, they're asking the question, what have you been doing on your watch? Where have you been? Because we've got to move. And I think regardless of what you're giving to today on Giving Tuesday, I hope you're reaching out and talking to some young people, asking them what they care about and explaining to them the issues that you feel like are yours. I think that is a dialogue that is one of the most valuable things that can happen today is that cross-generational, intergenerational discussion about society has some problems. Governments and institutions can only provide so much philanthropy takes up so much of the rest and the fact that the lion's share what can we be part of yeah absolutely love that uh, aaron sherini enjoys aaron thank you for uh dialing in from dc today we always appreciate your perspective and uh, your vision of what is possible uh so grateful for that uh every day every year <laughs> but especially on this day on this year thanks for joining us today aaron thanks boyd let's get out the gift all right <laughs> let's do it all right there you go aaron sherini joining us uh, great, great insight there, and uh, we encourage everyone to uh, engage today. It is a day to give back and to give thanks by doing something. Uh, we talk about Quarters for Christmas. KSL Quarters for Christmas is a great thing. Festival of Trees is kicking off their 50th uh, year, uh, doing a uh, auction online, virtual events. Uh, so check those out. Lots of opportunity. Hashtag Giving Tuesday. Uh, this is your chance to do something. That makes a difference. And again, it's not just monetary. Uh, as Aaron said, give voice, uh, engage in conversations, help people recognize those institutions that you trust uh, to make a difference in the lives of people around the world. All right, we'll go ahead and step aside. When we come back, as we prepare for BYU basketball, coming up at the bottom of the hour, we're going to go back to my conversation with Coach Mark Pope uh, on the day that the March Madness fell. Don't miss it. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.